Welcome to episode 356 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and the fantastic Jason Roberts. Hello, Jason. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Heat wave has finally passed. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, some rain. How weird. Well, I had like, what, a hundredth of an inch of rain or something like that? We had like five raindrops. It was ridiculous. We had a bit more, I guess, in Ventura, and then also we were yesterday, we were in Santa Barbara, and there was some more rain there. So maybe by the time it got to you, it was less. Yeah, it was kind of a big fake out. Sandy okay. was expressing her disappointment yesterday mm. about it. I see. She's like, what the hell? So, uh, yeah, what's, what's new? What's, what's going on in Ventura County? Well, on the last show... You gave me the great advice that I should basically just release something as quickly as possible. And so I did, rather than sort of work on features, I released uh, and cleaned up what I had, released it. Um, and that was just the replacement for the existing one that was already up there, but with the new um, Content Impossible stuff. Um, and Wait, I'm, I'm understanding. Okay, with a new Content Impossible? Oh, yeah. right. The new, the, the right, the, con the yeah, content editable. Yeah, stuff you were working on okay All right. yeah yeah because that was um because i had to i had to basically redo everything with the content editable after the text area version so that was live now i didn't really learn too much uh from from doing that and life has again gotten in the way between then and now so there hasn't been a huge yeah because well, when you say you released it i i mean i'm i was unaware that it was released so releasing it how are you defining you re released it? <laughs> just basically just put it up there, made it live and, and showed it to Ben Boiter and Emra. <laughs> okay, so that's not really releasing it. Yeah, no, exactly. But okay. it's just, well, it's it's just better like, than leaving it in parts on the floor. That's for exactly. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's pushing it. It's, it's, it's pushing some part of it. But then uh, pretty quickly after that, um, well, so between then and now, there hasn't been uh, too much progress because of life getting in the way. But there has been some mental progress so it didn't take too long after releasing that that i called you up with an emergency call um where i basically said look what's it going to take for you to start using this and i want i just want to uh re go over that call i've had some time to uh clarify my thoughts and okay. i just want to go over that and then um and and just sort of uh do a little recap in a sense of that conversation and then we'll then we can yeah because i don't there. even remember it <laughs> okay no worries <laughs> you have to refresh my memory i mean i yeah. vaguely remember it but you have to i don't remember the details okay so what do we what was it, what did we say yeah well so basically um with with task flow um where i was at in in that conversation was i could see that i'm already doing the same thing that i did with plugio because i'm building it for me I'm trying to solve every use case uh, for me, just like I did with Plugio, where I sort of built out all those features, you know, <laughs> like, and um, I'm trying to make it work for my blog writing. I'm trying to make it work for deployment hooks. I'm trying to build a smart document and I'm just trying to do all this stuff. And then what I, what I realized is I just, I need to pull back. This was a huge mistake with Plugio, probably the fatal mistake. Mm -hmm. So I, want, I wanted to pull back and just have one specific use case. Yeah, and, you're trying to be uh, all things to all people. And that use case after, and, and this is the, my refined thinking about this, that use case for me, which is going to really help me stay focused and build this, I think that use case should be to help you and Math Academy. So in other words, 
Taskflow's mission is Math Academy's mission, basically to enable Math Academy. And and this is predicated on the fact that um, you've said that you would use this system and that you'd want to use it and then mm-hmm. that you'd use it to help, you know, with your mm-hmm. stuff. So basically, I it, it makes me feel kind of good inside to think about Taskflow helping you solve problems, manage work, work as a team, all that stuff that you've, right. you've said, you know. And I think that if I can do that for you and just not, and just like get rid of the rest of the noise, I mm-hmm. think that it will stand a fair chance of working for other businesses and provide real value. Yeah, well, the, um, I mean, it's often, it's often talked about, you know, having, you need to have kind of your ideal user in mind when you're building something. I mean, you know, I, later on, they start talking about personas and you have this persona and that persona and et cetera. But I think initially you just have to have one. Like, who's your initial user going to be, and what are they going to use it for? And it sounds like the problem that you had is that you have all kind of different u- use cases. So you yeah. were not a very, even though you were going to eat your own dog food, you were going to try and have it do everything for you. Pretty much. Which then just led you down the infinite path um, to nowhere of just endless features and endless plus, functionality. And, plus, it was already doing what I originally built it for. <laughs> yeah. So, so I kind of got... I got to where I wanted to, apart from just a couple of things, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like working at the level that I wanted. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it, I mean, scope management is just such a big deal with, um, with projects. I mean, even, not even startups, but even just probably internal projects. And, you know, it's so easy for these things to kind of spiral out of control. And the, 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 the power of releasing something and getting people using it, it's, um, it's hard to overstate. Um, you know, I was thinking about this um, with regards to Math Academy. Justin, and I were, Justin Skysick and I were talking about this over lunch. And it's like, you know, we always talk about, oh, you need to talk to your customers. You need to like, you know, some people will, will advocate sending out surveys or whatever. It's like, I don't have to have surveys because people tell me what they want. They little email us, like, can we please have yeah, this? Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like, and the funny thing is, it's it's never like something I never, th- I haven't thought of. It's like, I have all these things that we could, that I want to do or fix, but then I just have people complaining or asking for certain things. And it's like, yeah, I know, we got we got to do that. And, um, but having, having, getting something out there, even if it's a half-ass solution, is really good because you get confirmation that people are actually using that feature. Because if they're going to come and complain to you that it only does half a half a good job or half the job, then you know you got to put more work on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's it makes it gives you so much more motivation to work on it than if you're just sitting down by yourself just inventing these features and things and go, gee, I wonder if people would like this or I wonder if people would like that. Like I don't have to do that. I can't. It's going to be a long time before I have to spend. I get to the point where I've done all the things that are obviously need to be done and are obviously incomplete or missing before I have to go, gee, I wonder if this would work or people would care about this. But you having know. built stuff for you before, it's also, I know that it's, I know that this is a good plan because you, you're just not the kind of person who half asses anything, even using a test product. So, <laughs> so if, if it doesn't, if it doesn't pass the muster, you know, like you'll be no, not ready yet. <laughs> you'll just be straight. Nope. Needs to do this. Needs to do this. So, and, and that's really, really key. And I, and I, and I don't mind about that. I know it could be harsh and, and brusque for most people, but you know, just knowing you, that's, that's fine by me. <laughs> you should talk to my daughter, Izzy. 
because she's like a she's like me on steroids. So last night we were uh, I had we were, we were watching the movie Oblivion again, just as kind of a background movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen to this song or listen to the movie. I can't remember. What, at the end, I, I asked her something like, "It's a good movie, right?" And she's like, "It's okay." And I'm like, "What?" And she, I'm like, "I'm like, boy, you are hard to please." And she's like. It's not that I'm hard to please. It's just that nothing's ever good enough. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and she wasn't trying to be funny. I just started dying laughing because I'm like, that is just, she's such a hard ass. You know, it's like nothing is ever good enough. So she's like a, a, a yeah, beyond steroids. Just like she cannot, she cannot hold back just telling you the, 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 the unvarnished truth, regardless <laughs> if it's going to hurt your feelings. Right. That's cool. <laughs> it's just she's never it's just very hard to impress her so i know what it feels like i get that all the time i you know anyway so yeah i mean um so yeah if you want to use me as a as a um your v1 persona like okay so jason and what he's trying to do with math academy you you know if we can if you can make jason happy then there's a lot of people who are going to fall within that vicinity of him well, also, so yeah. you you also hit like a, a, a probably a unique uh, concept. Um, you are unique like me in that you don't like project management tools. You like big ass text files. <laughs> so we so we've got that foundation in common. Mm-hmm. And um, but you would like to use this tool as well to you know to, instead of Google Docs for when you're doing um, you know live stuff with people. So yeah. it's yeah. like. So first of all, it, it, there's a few different. Well, I, let me just turn that around. Like, what's it actually going to take? What, in your mind, what are the things that it needs? Um, I mean, obviously, you could start using it as in, in replace of just a text editor in the first place before I got the live collaborative stuff. Mm-hmm. But what's it going to take for Jason Roberts to use this? Okay, well, um, I have to be able to create a list and a hierarchy of items. Typically. I don't go more than two levels deep, but I have to have some kind of hierarchy of items. Mm-hmm. And I, and items can be either tasks or just sort of information. You know, I'm, I'm making a list of things to talk about in the show sometimes. I'll create like a little hierarchy, right? Do you do that um, all in one text file or do you have different files? I, I keep it all in one text file just basically because I'm just lazy. <laughs> would it be so so it would actually already be giving some utility if the fact there was a left nav and when you clicked on uh, you know you changed the hierarchy that that the content kind of changed in the yeah because like when i'm trying to get you know like you know you know when you have like sort of recipes of things to do on your servers to like download or install something you're like okay mm-hmm. i need the five steps to do you know x right and i have to find it and i always have to go to the search bar because my text file has just so much crap in it <laughs> I can't just go, oh, it's about, you know, three screens down. Let me just scroll there. I can't do that anymore. And and whenever I go, I'm like, oh, you know, I should just really delete a bunch of stuff. Then I always I go down this rabbit hole of looking at old stuff, and then I don't end up deleting a whole lot. So <laughs> yeah. Does it bother Yeah, you want to keep it. You want to keep it. And how, yeah. do you, yeah. how do you mark something as, like, how do you manage tasks in your text file? Like, do you mark something as done? I mean, what? how do you do that? Okay, well, I'm, I'm somewhat inconsistent. Sometimes I'll just have a list of, um, you know, four or five or six things that I need to do, like today-ish, right? Like, okay, I need to do these things. And if, 
if I'm really in like sort of that like get things done mode, I'll kind of put like a horizontal line above it and I'll kind of, so I can see the things that I've done, I moved down and below kind of, I'm playing a little game with myself. Like I did three mm. items, you know, but some days I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. I just delete, just delete it. You know, okay. um, I probably more often than not just delete it, but um, there are times where I'm just in that sort of check things off kind of mind mindset. I have that kind of mindset. So, I, I do one or the other. I can I switch. I mean, it's not that big a deal. I mean, I guess um, checking them off is is probably pretty satisfying, and then as long as it just kind of goes away, you know, after some reasonable amount of time, like an hour or two, or the end of the day, or whatever, you know, probably. If the next you had, day. let's say you had, um, do you ever like list subtasks of tasks, or is it only ever one big task? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I do because, um, yeah, because you feel like okay, well, I have. Um, I have some like server thing or some database thing, and then I go, I gotta rename this, move this, do this, do that, and then I'll put. Sometimes I'll put those as sort of subtasks. Yeah. Would you Would you want um, as I've already built, but I'm realizing it might be a mistake, um, and I was going to make it optional. Would you want it to sort of understand the parental hierarchy of a task, and if you if you checked off the top one, that it auto checked off the bottom ones, or would you just rather just manually do each one as you go along? Um, I, I would. I think it'd probably work better if it was a, had that relationship. You know, if you've done all the subtasks and you've done the big task. Okay, so I mean, so basically, the big task you... really is like the smaller tasks. So that's what exactly. it is. It's a container. So if you've done all the things in it, then it checks that off automatically. It auto checks it off. So you so you're checking the ones in. And then as you, as you check the last one off, then the big one up the top gets checked off as well. Yeah. I mean, okay. would, would it be ab unusable if it didn't do that? No, but I would look at it and go, that's kind of weird. You should do that. That would hmm. be sort of my reaction. Okay, cool. So it's, it's already doing that, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, but you definitely have, like, but you definitely, the, the, big, the big thing is, the, is being able to have um, in a category um, tasks, and um, notes or list of things, right? Because mm -hmm. and sometimes you want to be in one mode or the other. I, I guess you could also be a mix, but you know, if I if I'm looking at like, um, you know, might I might say uh, I might have something called Math Academy. Maybe it's Math Academy Marketing or something, right? Um, maybe it's Marketing underneath Math Academy, right? And then I might have. Um, a whole list of of notes of like here are some here's some videos I need to rewatch here are some things I need to learn how to do here's some tools I need to check out you know they're not really tasks but they're just things I want to have maybe, maybe there's a list of like really cool tools that I've seen over the past few months that I haven't had a chance to really investigate but are, are I need to I want to keep track of right but there might be a list of of um, short term wouldn't that just be like another sub hierarchy so you'd so you'd you'd have math academy you'd have marketing and then you'd have like cool tools so you'd click on cool tools and then that would just be a list there and you could format it whatever way you want it could yeah, be yeah that, that'd be probably tasks. fine i the thing is i don't want here's what i don't want to do is i don't want to be formatting stuff that's why i don't use google docs mm. that's the thing i said i mentioned to you before like i know some people and you being one of them like to futz around with bold and font size and things like that i kind of try and avoid that because it's sort of a slippery slope of futzing around as opposed to actually doing what you're supposed to be doing you know so what so what you would rather have is just um on any page like just a basic template for what level they are so like if they're level if, if they're root level then they might be like an h1 and if they're the next level then but uh, 
the the problem with the problem with that is like I don't want me personally. So like, let's say for example, the first one was an H one, and then and then you just had a bunch of tasks close together, um, like because they'd be tabbed in one, then they would presumably be H two, but that would be kind of annoying to me because I would just want you know ten little tasks to be like what do, you know I'm doing today. I want ten little tasks. So it's it's hard in my mind to auto format it rather than just give people the option to say. Okay, make this one. Make make this node big, you know, mm-hmm. and then you. Well, could I could just try it out. I mean, I could try it out, but I that like I think you were telling like workflowy kind of auto yeah. formats it right. Uh, doesn't don't. What about no, what about? It, um, I mean, both bo- both workflowy workflowy doesn't really format it, and um, I mean they do allow bold, you know, but mm-hmm. that's within the text rather than just saying that this node is like a big node, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, the other people sig- uh, forgotten their name. Notion. Oh yeah, they they do just allow you to do anything, and you can just sort of set it up any way you want. Well, I, you know, let me. I'll play with it, and I'll tell you. I'll, I'll let you know. Um, I think what, it sometimes it's better to. I, I mean, I once I start to use it, I can really tell you what um, I, what I like and what I, I'm what's I'm finding frustrating. It's I will so, do without yeah. formatting because um, in 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 V one, I'll just I, I will just make it so that it's just nodes packed closely together mm-hmm. no space it's just it's just all structural it's, it's information it's just file. like a text file i mean cuz yeah. probably use a text file there's none of that crap so it just doesn't get so that's how we'll start and then yeah. we'll see and then we'll just sort of see and this is the other good thing about you is um i just have this feeling you've kind of got little you know gold dust when it comes to things like this and you'll be you'll be using it be like oh man i wish it could do this and then i'll go yeah well it can do that just just tell me what you want mm-hmm. and then yeah. i'll make it and then it'll be great and so you know i think it's it's a better it's a better path to productizing this than a lot of the other paths because you're you're very similar to me but you will be working with say colby and sandy you'll be working with sandy and she'll be like what is this piece of shit <laughs> yeah well that, that's absolutely true because sandy and i are now working together much more closely with the launch of math academy right right um and um you know if she has a list of things for me to do or something like i mean you know i have a whiteboard she can kind of write some stuff down or whatever we just talk about it but i imagine as be- as this stuff becomes a little more um more of it happening we're gonna need a little better way to organize it and yeah um and you know likewise with colby and his game and me working with you know and justin, justin and, and so because I mean, right now you're you, what how are you doing it right now how are you doing that collaboration that live collaboration with justin with justin or with colby or with alex or with Sandy? i write nothing down ever so so you don't <laughs> use google my, docs or something no i just i just uh so luckily justin loves to he he's he's one of these people who writes really good notes on everything okay everything he's the complete polar opposite of me <laughs> and he, it's funny because like he's so like um, literal. So I'll be like, well, "Well, what do we talk about?" What? And he'll have to look at he'll look up his notes or something. Or I'm like <laughs> always searching in my head. Oh, I think we did this, or I think this happened. And um, you know, it's also funny with calculations. I'll say, "What do you? What, what would you estimate would be this?" And he's like, "Oh, I can't really calculate it." I'm like, "No, just literally estimate." He's like, and he like he doesn't do that. <laughs> so he's very explicit, right? But he writes everything down, and okay. I don't. And 
Sandy writes stuff down, but I am, I am the worst. I'm the guy who was in class and didn't take a single note the whole quarter semester. Okay, so, so maybe you will actually never use it as a live collaboration tool with anyone. No, that's, I, I, that's, that's probably not true. Um, I'm just, um, I have my own, um, I, I write down a minimal amount of stuff that I have a hard time, that I might, have a, that I might worry about forgetting. Um, so I do do it. But a lot of times when I'm talking to people about stuff, I, it's just very, very informal and casual. But I, I, it's something I need to do a better job on. So it would be useful to be able to just take one of those uh, sub, like on the left-hand tree, like those sub-documents, and just be able to instantly share it with Colby or with Justin yeah, or with Alex. Yeah, very much so. And you yeah. both just start typing in live. Yeah, you know, or, you know, even like, um, you know, we might be editing at the same time, but quite often I just would be editing it and I'd be like, here, Colby, you might want to take a you know, I thought of a couple mm. things. And I just jot mm. down a few things, and then when he looks at it, it kind of gets some kind of a notification, like on Slack, like Slack, that you know, there's this like a little red circle in the tab or something to let you know that the document has been updated. And then he looks at it and goes, okay. "Oh, my dad." Yeah, just and then told I think that you know, you know, he just had a couple ideas, things I should look at. And that's where I also think it's not going to be. It's going to be pretty quick that you might want, you know, to be able to put an image in there. You know, so you can just mm -hmm. like grab grab screenshots and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well, you know, as they say, images worth a uh, picture's worth a thousand words. I mean, it's you know, screenshots. I like to share screenshots. Yeah, of things. I think it's just so it's so much faster than. So, uh, oftentimes, it's just so much faster to communicate okay. things. So, yeah, I, I think look, does having an image in there does not having an image in there a deal killer? No, because I can't do it my in my text file, right? So I can yeah. clearly live without it. But that's really cool. I mean, I I up I I drag and drop images into Slack into my Slack chat communication with Alex and Justin all the time, mm -hmm. and and it obviously with that you know email people or whatever. So yeah, so it sounds like maybe the maybe um, some Slack integration as well would be kind of cool. Um, so you could just like. Uh, yeah, connect probably it, would you know, be. Push I haven't, it from Slack into. A I have not, and I had to be honest with you though. It's like you know how every time you'll you'll paste some like GitHub link or some Google Docs, it's like you would install a Google. I I have never said yes. Okay. So I I just like don't want to deal with it. I'm like I don't. Know, what's this going to make me do a bunch of crap? I don't want to do a bunch of stuff. You know. All right. Yeah, Sandy, gonna... Sandy has this great T-shirt. It says, "Please don't make me do stuff." <laughs> All right. I'm going to just expect lo-fi the whole way along, and I'm going to build for lo-fi, lo-fi JSON, yeah. and just just make it work. I mean, so so the, obviously the first thing that I need to get working is just not even live collaboration is just to get the basic basic file system working, along with saving to a server, along with the left hand. Yeah, having able to be able to like a you know categorize at least a, at least two to three levels of that. Is where that is what I'm, I'm going to be doing. Now I don't know if I'm going to be able to get that done by our next show, which hopefully will be in two weeks, because um, actually, Justin, we should do a show next week because Colby is. I'm flying up with Colby to college, and we should do the Colby show. You want? Oh, to, fantastic! I, I what? Here's what I was thinking, and let's just just uh, we can jump back in the task flow stuff, but yeah, sure. I'm we're flying up on Wednesday, so Sandy wanted me to fly up with him. Um, because she said she would just spend the next the whole two three days crying, and she doesn't 
<laughs> she doesn't want her to be like, Mom, quit crying. So I'm flying up with him. And um, so that means next weekend is the last weekend. Now, we could do it on a weekday if you wanted to, but next last week will be the last weekend he's here if you wanted to do a, kind of a Colby debriefing. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Here's what, here's what I had in mind. Um, we can do it like, you know, an interview where you can kind of interview him on stuff and I'll be on and I can add context or color to, to things. Um, but, you know, we've have about, you know, going on 18 years of Jason narrative narration of Colby and what's been happening. Um, but you can interview him and get it from the horse's mouth and, you know, ask him about all these things that I've been talking about all these years, how, how, what, you know, to whatever level that's interesting and we could even have we could maybe put something on the discord and see if there's any questions that people want to ask like you know whatever they thought about anytime they, they heard me talking about it, it's like i wonder colby what colby thinks of that you know does, does that's he... great i wonder if he can remember back then i'll be like so tell me what did you think about your experience at catalyst he'll be like what <laughs> yeah no he, he remembers that he, he loved yeah. he loved catalyst um yeah but i i think um but here's the other thing I was thinking we could do. Um, he can, before the show, he can do, and I don't mean like right minutes before, but like, you know, a day before, whatever. He could give you a little demo of the game. Oh, and nice. you could kind of get a sense of what it is. And he could even, you know, screen share and show, walk through the code base a little bit. You could see the code and how he's, co how he's building it and ask him. But I would try and keep the questions there to a minimum so you can then really ask him on the show. Okay. And, um, but I think, I think that would be even more interesting because once you saw the code base and the architecture and what he's doing, and you can see the quality of the game and how it works and where direction is going, it might lead to a much more interesting than, hey, there's this, there's this vague concept of a game that Jason's been talking about. Tell us about yeah. it. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Love so it. I thought that'd be, I thought that would be, um, that would be kind of fun. I, I know he's looking forward to it. I mentioned it to him. That you'd want him to do that, so he's like, yeah, and he's he's yeah, so he's 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 up for it. He's not uh, camera shy or something. No, he's you know, Colby is a bit of an introvert. He's not the strongest communicator in the world. I mean, he's a seventeen-year-old kid, so yeah, um, you know, you might have to be on your game as an interviewer to keep things moving. <laughs> okay, you know? well, we've always um, got editing, so it's fine. Yeah, editing and you know, using your. Your host skills, I'm sure you can keep it. And of course, I can jump in if he starts, you know, getting yeah, lost in Yeah, you should. Do. I mean, you should as well. I mean, yeah, but it, maybe, maybe it'll be more fun to have someone else ask questions than his dad. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, I, I think you should drive it and I can just kind of add some context when necessary. Because, you know, I, this is funny. When you get, this happens all the time when you start talking to parents, even even when the kids are like in high school, and this isn't just with like younger kids, the kid will start explaining something. And the mom will go, "Okay, actually, <laughs> let's explain this," because the kid kind of goes down some alley and it's just not really answering the question and getting a lot of relevant information. And the, and the mom is just like, "Okay, actually, no." <laughs> so um, I'm not saying it's going to be that, like that necessarily all the time, but there will be situations where I can probably streamline the uh the conversation you know in situations it'd be great i mean we need i even need it'd be great to get from listeners who listen to this show between now and then it's just like 
just all the things that they can remember that was uh, discussed about Colby. Yeah, I mean, obviously you, I've talked about a lot, so I'm sure people- years worth of stuff, and it's hard, it's hard to remember it all, you know? Yeah, and I'm sure like, he uh, has no problem skewering me on the show, so, you know. It's funny when you get teenagers and you ask teenagers, the, you, you're, you're, all your teenager kids, I mean, they think you're basically an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or a loser. I mean, it's just there's no getting around. My um, Izzy was was claiming that her mom was cool, but that I wasn't cool. I'm like, what are you <laughs> talking about? I'm way cooler than your mom. She's like, I don't think so. She's <laughs> 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 like, yeah, no respect at all. But it was funny. You you you, you talk to like famous people, like actors or you know famous sports athletes, and their kids just literally think they're just normal people. And they give them oh, no course, yeah. special respect beyond being a parent. Yeah. It's just funny. But anyway, you know, so I think that'll be a good, um, I think it could make for a good show. Yeah, totally and, agree. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk, because I, I want to talk about some of his game stuff today a little bit. Um, we'll get into more more of it then, but I, I, there's some stuff that I think would be worth worth discussing. And um, it's just, it should be fun. That's great. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't have too much else to say about Taskflow. Just that, just that getting get it, shipping to you isn't going to be um, something that I can do in a few days because, um, as I've been using it myself, um, just there, it it's quite buggy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just the basic editing is quite buggy because I I have done thousands of tests, but all the tests are at the just the real primitive level. And mm. so there's a there's a there's a second layer of application logic, and I I've you know got abstractive functions that are doing that like I don't know move a node up, move a node left, move a node right. Well, when you know as I've been working on it, and you know over a day you do hundreds of edits, and over a week you do thousands of edits. Sort of just uh, the data's kind of got out of order, and I'm I'm doing things like um in it, even in the the core uh, primitive functions, I'm doing things like optimistic ordering. So I'm like assuming that when it reorders a node, you know, when it when it reorders the position numbers or something like that, that they're correct. Um, so so what's happening is, you know, after thousands of edits, it's kind of getting out of alignment. So what I need to do is I really do need to do a second level of testing, where uh, not just testing the primitives, but I'm also testing these um, application functions, and that's gonna it's gonna take a while because I mean it's gonna take at least a week. Yeah. Look, I mean, it's just, there's no rush. I mean, you know. I'd, oh yeah, I know. Um, You're like, I, I'll, I'll be. It, <laughs> you don't even need it. <laughs> well, I get it. yeah, I mean, I. Hopefully, you will. But uh, you know, right well, now, like introducing I'll, something I'll, new is a pain in your ass. But yeah, well, hopefully, it'll be fun to use and um, and it'll yeah. be useful and everything. So, but yeah, just take your time and get it get it to where you're comfortable. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not going anywhere. Well, I am going somewhere. I'm going to Oregon, but I'll be back. <laughs> But it's, a, it's an interesting point, like, you wouldn't normally think about that that unit tests and smoke tests were something that you would build as part of a, a product, like a new a new to market product. But this is, the, 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 I've never really done it before, but this is such a specific kind of product where mm-hmm. everything is so granular and so difficult and so, like, almost leak code kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's it's difficult for one tiny thing to just creep in and break everything. Sorry, it's yeah. it's easy for for that. So that's the reason why. Yeah, I just gonna need to well, build I, a bunch of tests. You know, I that you know you, you kind of hit on something that's I think is important um, there, which is that 
you know, there's always these, this advice about testing and this and that. You should do this. You should never do that. You should always do this. And it just really depends on the context. Yeah. Is this all trade-offs? It's like, how much testing do you need? Do you need integration testing or unit testing or needed sort of applicational testing? Or do you need, you know, I don't know, what, whatever it is. Um, do you, and it just really depends on the product and in the situation and the, the size of the team and the amount of funding and the, I don't know the cost of a error versus the cost of it not being an error. And, um, you know, what you hit upon is like in this context, this stuff matters, but a lot of context where someone says, well, you always got to do this. It's like, <laughs> what a waste yeah. of time. You know, I was, I was a Nats a Nats hair away from, uh, from using traditional debugging. Um, what does that mean? Like, well, you know, like breakpoints and, and looking at, you know the contents of variables and just just using the, the in browser full debugging you know how i normally trace stuff yeah he's still so you still <laughs> don't use a debugger huh yeah i mean well because i i, I was thinking about this and i thought it might be making an interesting conversation like i you're I like do the, find you're like an, you're like the amish coder <laughs> no but but debuggers are very slow it's like what are you talking <laughs> about not a vs code is instantaneous it's not that slow no about no it. but what but what i mean is like you've got to step through the loop like where, the way that i do it like it, it you just get a full trace log of what's going on and where the variables are and it just you know so i i just sort of have this stream and i can go and look through versus sitting there stepping through what does this mean now what is this doing now what is this doing well now? okay i mean it's also part of the workflow. So if it, but what you have to do is you spend all this time putting console log statements everywhere. Right? Yeah, but it's But you don't have to I mean, do that. When you're writing the code, just write it and you go, Oh, this is weird. Let me put a breakpoint there. Stop. I put mean, a conditional so breakpoint. Because you can put a <laughs> conditional breakpoints and you say, Okay, put it here, boom. Up, oh, there we go. It's like instantaneous. I mean, look, I've done a ton of sort of what you're talking about log file trace debugging in my life back in php yeah. days when there was no debugging on the server and you know back in they doing like high frequency trading stuff and everything's asynchronous in real time you don't have the option of breaking <laughs> breaking go breaking into stuff so um you know there's there's a lot of times when i've do, when that's important you not you got to do it but um a lot of times well, it's just well, easier the time faster to do step into stuff the time that I was uh, that that I almost broke it open was like, so I've I have these um I'm pulling in stuff from the database and then I'm running it through different functions and there was somewhere in there, like to to render I don't know, a couple of hundred nodes, mm -hmm. it was turning it into five hundred nodes, <laughs> right? <laughs> because of because of some, oh like there was like a a pass by reference error or something like that. I was like, what? Oh, but even just debugging that would be tough because it'd be like, but where, where in the fuck is this? Where is this happening? You know, right. it's like, so at least with tracing, you kind of can see everything printed out, like, especially when you're talking about like 500 node type of thing, mm -hmm. you know, so that's a, that's a time where it's quite, it will be quite time consuming is what I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm just stepping through everything, I don't know. It's, well, it, here's the it, thing, man. It's like yeah. you do you, right? Like if it yeah, works yeah, for I you, know. it works for you. I, <laughs> that's why when everybody pa tries to pass judgment, oh, you should do this or that. I mean, I'll tease you about it, but you know, obviously, whatever, man. No, it's like whatever. But I you was close. Do, whatever works. I was. I was so frustrated. I was almost I, like it was. It was so frustrating. I was almost like, screw this project. 
<laughs> it's like I was almost on the phone to you, Jason. Like this is driving me nuts. Let's do I a debugging quit. session. <laughs> right, right. But at the end, no, I, I sort of solved it, so it's good. Well, so that's I'm good. Happy. Well, you know, things Life got quiet good. there. I was worried. I get when things go quiet on on Discord, <laughs> I start to worry. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, just no, just a lot of life stuff. You know, well, that's what I mean. I mean, what yeah. so the reason I worry is, I mean, I don't worry that much, right? Because it's your deal. But I make, I go, I go, huh? It's been awfully quiet for the past week or two, and I know what mm. happens is every every week that goes by where not much happens, it dramatically increases the probability that that's that's be the end. And it's like the I think I've probably said this before, but I remember. Um, it was it was year after I graduated college, and I was working at I was working I'd work out at this really nice gym in downtown Chicago, and there was this old guy who was I mean old guy he was probably you know my age now, but he was fit and he was playing basketball. He was always playing basketball, and some guy's like, "Hey, Al, you gonna be here tomorrow?" And he's like, "He's like, man, at my age, if I don't if I skip a day, I ain't ever coming back." <laughs> and <laughs> and that's like. That's exactly right. It's like you, you can't you can't skip a day. You gotta come. And because rather is if you skip one day, it's that much easier to skip two. You skip two, you skip a week, you skip one week, you skip two weeks. So it's like you don't even want to give that an op- opportunity to happen, to things to spiral out. So and it's all about loss of momentum. So um you know, and right, life well, does get in the way i mean you're well, it's a like husband gives... and a dad and you got yeah you know a job and you know whatever i mean and you know like you said you had your friends and family visiting for a couple of weeks i mean you don't have complete control over your time um so well that's also like where where do you get energy where do i get energy and so i think that um you know this this plan of of building this product for you that's something that can give me energy and push me through you know, okay. that's the kind of thing that would actually just All right, get well, I'm me happy to get to, it done. Happy to you know. serve as like you know, you know, when you're trying to debug something, if you just have like a bear to explain it to you, like a bear, you start talking to the bear. So I'll <laughs> yeah, be your ta- yeah. I'll be your bear. You know, I'll be the stuffed <laughs> bear in the chair. <laughs> well, yeah. So yeah. So anyway, yeah. So I'll so so my next next plan is the tests, um, which is the application level tests, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be just moving to uh, saving on the network and the the tabs and then get get that to you so i'm probably going to be two or three weeks but probably hopefully two weeks well okay well yeah one thing i'll say too is this this happened to me a few times too where you 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 have all these things you want to do and you kind of start working on one and then another and then another and then all of a sudden it's kind of in pieces right or you're just having a hard time pulling everything together and this happened. This happened to me a couple months ago with, Ma- with the Math Academy system. And eventually, you have to just say, "Screw it." I'm like, maybe I'm not deleting this, but I'm gonna save this stuff out. I'm gonna pull back the scope, and I'm just gonna roll this out. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's a great way of regaining momentum when that happens. And I think it happens to all of us at some point, and and often it can happen. You know fairly frequently, like multiple times a year where you just kind of, you just, you take on whatever it is, whatever thing you're building, it turns out to be more complex than you thought. And, mm. and, or, or, or halfway through it, some things changed about the, the, the functionality. And then you got to do something else. you have to jump on to do something else. And then as, as, as happens, you had to jump on, you had a third thing and then you can't remember and all the stuff's unfinished, but it's, you're like, Oh my God, you know? And, 
in order to regain momentum, you got the thing is just to, is to release some is release something. Focus and make the main thing the main thing, and that's the that's the problem. That's something I I just tell myself over and over. It's something I've been is a kind of a mantra I've been sort of trying to drill into Colby's head is keep the main thing the main thing because mm-hmm. there are all these little things that you want to do. There are things that are going to be visually cool that are just kind of fun. You think will be kind of quick oftentimes but maybe don't turn out to be as quick um to do um and i always have to i would just wave it off i'm like colby 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 keep the main thing the main thing i know you want to do that i said i know it's gonna be cool i don't i don't do not disagree this that is going to be cool but let's just focus on getting this and he's like okay okay you know and you know, we all need that, but a lot of times we don't have anyone doing that. I mean, Sandy, I think I mentioned this on my previous podcast. Sandy came in and sat down next to me, and I was walking through this stuff, and she just kind of had this look on her face. <laughs> you know, like, what are you talking about? She goes, so let me ask you a question. Has everyone ever complained about this or asked for this? I'm like, no. She's like, huh. Yet nobody can sign up for the service. I'm like, <laughs> right. She's like, huh. That's interesting. <laughs> like, all right, I, I I get point point take it. I get it. I message received. You know. Well, this is a good segue um, okay. into Colby. So let's let's hear about the game. Like, what's the deal? Yeah. Um, I gotta say, I'm excited for him. I'm mm-hmm. excited about it. Um, it's really coming along. Um. And I think, as I wrote on Discord, as uh, I think, I think it could go the distance. I mean, and when I mean going the distance, I mean that he could create a really a working game that he has people other than his close friends actually play. That's so cool. Which would be quite amazing for a seventeen-year-old kid, and especially given that he's not using. It's not like he's using some game development platform where a big chunk of it is built, and you're just kind of crafting some you know icons or characters and then just kind of does some some sort of built-in stuff i mean this thing is you know this is the jason roberts special i mean scratch from scratch no libraries i i just looking at your discord post i really appreciate that you appreciate how much better it is to build a web something on the web than it is to build something like a an app like a, an iphone app yeah well you know well, first of all, I mean, I've I've put two app, uh, apps in the on the um, app store, and it was yeah. a nightmare. Oh yeah, both times. Um, I hated it. I hated the developer license key, all the different keys and certificates and bundles and submissions and oh my, what a <laughs> nightmare! The whole thing's a nightmare. And even over a period of years, it didn't really improve that much. It was still sucked. Um, oh yeah, I thought it's worse almost. Yeah, and then. And then it's still just the iPhone. It doesn't doesn't work on Android. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. It's like what the heck? so, um, yeah. The, the the so we you know obviously to start sorry let's just build a web version, and if someday it's really amazing or people like you know we can, you can always create an app later. Um, that was sort of the thinking, and it was funny. I, um, you know, so he's building the web version, and I was um. I started reading, this was the four or five days ago, I, I started reading about these progressive web apps 
which essentially they it's just a couple little things where you have like a a manifest and like a a, a worker service worker that runs in the background. So a few things you get to check off, and then this thing can actually work almost almost look and feel like a, an installed app if written correctly. Mm-hmm. Right. I hadn't even heard of this before. I mean, I haven't done a, you know mobile development specifically of any kind in, in a, quite a while. So I was, it, I was, when I read this and I don't even know how I came across it. I'm like, what is this? And, um, and I read a couple articles, um, that was like the, the, you know, the 15 best progressive web apps of 2022 kind of thing. And it was like BMW and Starbucks and whatever. And it was talking about like Starbucks app, like is, is like 0.04% the size of the mobile download or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's just a ridiculously small in comparison. And that they had, like it doubled the number of people, new conversion rate and all this kind of stuff. And there was all these kind of interesting stats about how people were using it more. Uber has one. I mean, everybody has been doing it because a lot of cases where people have low bandwidth or they just don't want to install something. Yeah, they don't install an app. So, so yeah, so you you build up you build it for the web, and if you build it right, it'll look right, it'll look good, and it'll run on all these contexts: iPhone, Android, you know, on your desktop, whatever. Um, but one thing I mentioned to him, I said, "Look, you know, if you monetize it, then it, you know we just build in Stripe, and people can, you know, subscribe to you know to play at some you know." premium level or one of the ideas that we've been talking about is the idea of having tournaments that you you know you pay for an entry fee to get into a tournament stuff like that yeah it's all connected i mean obviously stripe and stripe um on the web works so well in the context of a mobile phone because they've spent you know hundreds of thousands making that work brilliantly Mm -hmm. so it's just it's just great yeah yeah um I can't wait to see it. I'm excited. Yeah. And so does it work well on the on the desktop or is it is it do you need to do it as a smaller screen? Like what's the deal? Um I, I mean the the design I think primarily will looks good on the mobile, but you know, you could run it on a bigger I mean it w- will be very hard to change it to work better. But you know, the thing is really cool is um you know, he well here here's the one thing we had to do. One one of the things is of course he has like these hexagons as like the tiles, right? You know, your rear you know, where mm-hmm. your space where your your units are located in various hex hexagons yeah. or a huge map. And he drew all that out, um, you know, an algorithm to to create all that. And um and those are just divs. Yeah. Right? Didn't didn't use SVG or Canvas or anything. And that looks great and it's really fast. Nice. And then but part of the thing is like panning and zooming, right? And initially he was like, I said, well, you know, I, I said, here's a pan and zoom layer. Maybe we'll just use this because the pan and zoom <laughs> stuff seems like it could be kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. You know, and again, you know, I'm kind of against using too many libraries because I want them to learn a lot. And also. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I was like, okay, well, this would be one of those things where it's like, okay, if, if you just have a plug and play pan and zoom, of course. It didn't work, right? <laughs> no way. I was just th- I was just thinking, there's no way it's going to work for your context. And <laughs> I mean, you don't even need to see it. Yeah, and then and then I found a tutorial. I said, all right, well, then then we kind of gave up on that. I said, all right, let's just cut. the pan and zoom is not t- super important right now. Like you can let's focus on you know movement units and the server client communication. Get all that right, and you come back to this, and we'll we'll sort it out. And then I came across an article that was a tutorial on pan and zoom. 
And that partially worked. But then I said, I said, Colby, so here's the way, here's the way this stuff typically works. If you find a library that does everything you want, congratulations. Sometimes you get a free, you'll get a freebie like that, especially server side stuff. But a lot of times it doesn't always do what you want. Everything it does like 80% or even more frustrating, it does 97%. And, but what you want to do, because typically what will happen is just a small number, a small amount of the code that you actually need. I said, go in and try and understand how it works and then just get the 12 lines of code you actually need and, and then build your own thing up from scratch understanding using using from from the primitives and so that's what he did he built his own zoom and stuff and my only involvement was i came in there and it was sort of like he's like dad i'm i'm i'm, I'm clicking on it and it won't like the wheel will zoom but the pan isn't working and the click is on a mouse up and i said and i was and we were and i was like we we're break doing breakpoints everywhere and i'm just like and doing log statements and i'm just like what's going on I'm like oh, I go, I have an idea. I go, I'll bet you this has to do with the fact that it's a, it's mimicking a mobile screen. The mm -hmm. click, you don't have a click or mount at a mobile screen, right? And yeah. so I've, I haven't been, my involvement in the coding has been absolutely minimal. I mean, typically he just comes in and says, dad, what's a good name for a function that does this? You know? I mean, it's very, very high level <laughs> nice. philosophical things. And, but that was one of the things where he came in. He's like, dad, I don't, it's the, the click doesn't even work the event. And I'm just like went in and only I have to just remind him like, like the computer is not broken, Colby. The browsers work. JavaScript works. So it's us. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> you know, you have to like, cause he, he's too easily falls. He's like, it doesn't work. It's right. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm pretty, it's. It's us. I said, let's just out of curiosity. So for that, did he, um, did he like just uh, do you know use the CSS scale uh, value to expand it and and make it smaller? Yeah, like a CSS transform. Yeah, yeah. So he's the nice. matrix, the transform matrix, which so so plug good. that in and then plug that into like the the touch uh, multi touch. Yeah, thing. yeah. Well, we haven't. The only thing we haven't done is the pinch stuff because we haven't. Mm. It's it. All we can do is run the sort of the simulation mode in Chrome. For mobile. Okay. So, yeah. So, so what we're gonna do um, is, I was gonna try and do it today. Is get up up on a server so we could actually see it on our phones and and then debug the that's the pinch, zoom stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And or multi touch or whatever you call it. And um, <laughs> every time I do this, I go in and I go, all right, like let me just launch an instance and I'll use this image from this previous thing. It never, it never works. It's like, I always forget what a pain in the ass it is setting up these servers. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, is. and I was, and I was thinking about, you know, the discord people are like, dude, why don't you just use X or use Roku or use what don't like, why suffer through that? And I was sitting there going, yeah, I was like, all right, fine. So then I went and I, and I did a search for, you know, easy or free node MySQL hosting. Right. And I found a couple articles that listed some of the top ones. And of course the top ones, it's no, if whatever it's no, they want you to use Mongo, right? Yeah. It's like, they don't even have a relational database. You're like, Jesus Christ, man. And then, so you, then you find one and then I go through and I said, right, I'm going to use this one. I sign up, I put on my account billing details. I, and you start configuring through. I'm like, I feel like I'm in AWS. So we're going to sell this stuff. And then again, it's a, just another rabbit hole. And I was like, and so I finally just bailed after like an hour and a half, wasting an hour and a half of my afternoon. 
And I just sent it, because I have my sysadmin, Nick, and I'm just like, Nick, please set up a a CentOS <laughs> server with Node and our, get RDS instant and his security group in and, and you know, a publicly accessible web, da 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 da. And he'll, he'll, he'll set it up and it'll cost me like 20 bucks. And the whole thing will be yeah. ready to go. I mean, that's the, one that's thing the solution. I, you know, I I was working with um, Ver, Veraptor mm-hmm. <laughs> from uh, from Discord, um, who was helping me with Docker, mm-hmm. and um, it really reminded me that do- the Docker is there now. You know, if you if you can, that that would be something that would be worth you looking into at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, Docker, uh, I think I I think Docker could have a good a good. Uh, potential for math academy just as you scale and stuff like that why would i need that it's, it's just it's just great it's just it's just basically docker um it's just like a simple a simple text description file that that essentially describes all the things that you need and it, it just it will just create not a virtual machine but uh do you, do you know have you heard anything about docker do you know what docker oh, sure is? i mean i've heard about it i'm just trying to understand why you think i would need it uh well, just because it's it would be it would be very easy to to um well first of all for local development it's super easy like you can get exactly the machine that you want what it's a bit of fiddling to get it but once it's there then that exact machine that you want on a local level can just be spun up in literally ten seconds on any machine and it's the, always the same every every machine and then secondly once you've got it you can just deploy that a fleet of these things well how's it gonna be well the same thing scale? if it's a if it's a centos server and i run a mac i'm not developing on a mac well because with with it doesn't need to be a centos server anymore like Do- docker um it abstracts that away it, it it basically abstracts the concept of operating systems away yeah exactly so so you it just has node it just has the things that you want and it it just works everywhere in all these different places that you can deploy these docker so just think of it like an envelope that that describes the working application mm-hmm. and it, it's just very very good it's and just reminded me how good it was you know right well um yeah i mean yeah. i don't have any use for it because uh, my development environment is set up locally yeah and nobody else needs a development environment and uh, i have next who is like 20 bucks an hour who can set up a server and get this stuff working. so why would i <laughs> no. why would i this is like- spend days learning how to dick around with docker <laughs> I mean, is that like a good use of my time? No. <laughs> okay, not yeah, a good use of my time. Well, it's like when it's like when we first started the the podcast, and it was like ah, source control. It's a complete waste of my time. Like I can just copy. I stuff think that's a phone. bad comparison. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't really need. In, so- t- in ten years, you might look back and think, oh yeah, it is pretty cool. You, you know, you'll just gradually learn it. You know, well, but, you know, I doubt it. <laughs> okay. I doubt it. I, and I, 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 I'm not gonna. This is not a hill that I'm gonna <laughs> die on. Die on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna die on this hill at all. Yeah. I, I, I well, well, here's the thing. I mean, yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, so the the thing is with with all the system administrative stuff, I kind of hate it. I find it annoying and fiddly and arbitrary and always changing. It's the kind of stuff that if you don't use it frequently, you've whatever you learned how to do, you then you forget it, then you have to relearn it over again, and then you just have to be endlessly searching forums to find you, out the right configuration. You just okay. described you just described in a nutshell the value proposition of Docker. Yeah. It there is no system administration anymore. Yeah. There's no system. Right. Right. But you still like you said you still have to 
takes a little fiddly to get Docker right. So now you got a different learning curve. No, but it's just it's, it's it, you're just finding out to create your envelope the first time, and then once it's done, it's done. So what I do is I just have Nick do it, and then yeah, I sure, mess do with that. it. But I create the Docker and yeah. do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like you and paperwork, right? Like just dude, yeah, it's just a pen. Jesus. It's so little. Just, I can't do it. I can't read the paperwork. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I I worked with um, Veraptor, um, and we worked for like three hours straight trying to make it work. It was tough. It was really tough to get it to work because there was all these little finicky things. Is that so? That, that, that but then exactly. Then it works. Yes, fuck that. <laughs> and it works that. forever. I'm not doing that. It works forever. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Ever. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. not doing right. it. Okay. Uh, so anyway, about the game. So generally, I'm I'm really excited about the project. I think it's it's exceeded my expectations in terms of, you know, what he's been able to learn and how much fun he's having and how much of a great opportunity is for us to connect on something. So... Mm-hmm. Um, that's all awesome. But then, you know, when he goes away to college, we're going to have something to continually talk about as opposed to like, you know, how are your classes? That's great. That kind of stuff. So just to keep connected, just to keep, yeah, keep that conversation yeah. going. It's, it's very fantastic. much kind of a hack for that. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, the way I think I'm going to do it is, 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 is going to, we're going to have milestones and it's just sort of like, you know, he gets another round of investment once he hits certain milestones either technical or usage-based or something like that. Great. That's you so know. good. Yeah. So, so cool. um, but uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about more. I think what we should do is um, like I said, have you do it, get a little demo so you can kind of see where it's at and maybe even take a look at some of the code so you can get a sense of it. And then, you know, the whole conversation doesn't obviously have to be about the game. I mean, we yeah, can sure, sure. talk whatever and it doesn't have to be as long as our normal um, shows. So that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. We'll just see, let's kind of see where it goes and see how it works. All right. Well, so, um, let's, let's get a catch up on math Academy. Where are we at? So big, big step got the, finally got the parent dashboard released. That was, (laughs) I mean, there was a fair amount of work, but, but, you know, just cause it's like design work and it's like in UX where it's like, what, how do I really want this to, what do I really want this to be? And how is it going to work? And what's it going to look like? And what's the functionality? So, you know, it, it's basically its own product in a way, right? What, what is it? What does it do? What is it functionality? Well, so as a, as a parent, you know, let's say you have one or more kids on the system. We have a lot of parents that have two or three kids, sometimes just one, you know, you want to be able to look and see how everybody's doing, how far, you know, three kids who are at three different math levels, each might have different XP goals. Um, you want to see what did they do this week? How far through their respective courses are they? When are they going to finish? You know, maybe you want to adjust their XP. Maybe you want to pause it, stuff like that. Um, but a lot of it is just kind of a mostly, a, uh, I mean, it's two parts. One is monitoring, right? And the second is configuration or, you know, customizing it for your kid. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and I have an accommodations thing. And so for kids who have, for instance, ADHD, they need to have extra time. They're typically given an extra time on tests and things like that. So you can, you can add, a, you know, set a, a time scaler to something above one if, you're, if your kid needs, you know, need extra time on the quizzes and stuff mm. like that. Nice. So, um, but there's, there's still a lot to do. I mean, there's still things like being able to add and remove students. 
um, you know, maybe one, maybe one kid is going off to college or as you know, they're, they don't have time for it anymore. Or maybe your younger one is not old enough and you're going to put them on it. There's the ability that, you know, adjust holidays and then there's going to be able to, um, things like, uh, set, um, Oh, uh, did, did update payment information. I have a couple parents who are like, Hey, I need to update my payment information. It's like, yeah. well, how are we going to do that? And Sandy was looking into it through Stripe. There's no easy way to do it manually. So it's like, okay, I got to get this done just so they can update their, whatever credit card they want to use. Um, and then there's things like notification, you know, customized notifications. I mean, do you want a daily summary? Do you want a weekly? What time, what day or time do you want to get it on? You know, that kind of stuff. Do you charge per kid? Cool. We just raised the price to um, forty nine from thirty nine. Mm. Sandy said, "Okay, once the parents dashboard out, this is we're gonna raise it. We have our first customer at that level. I mean, we grandfathered everybody else into the yeah that that thirty nine. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, the thing about the pricing is no one has ever blinked. No one's ever said, oh, "Whoa, that's not. that's pretty pricey, Jason." I don't know. So I still think we're pretty far below the threshold for yeah for the kind of people who really. Uh, really need this for their kid well that's where you might i mean once you move up to those sort of you know 97 (laughs) type dollars Mm -hmm. um, that's where you can bundle like multiple kids you know that's fine i mean i'm sure you won't mind bundling a couple of kids for a reduction maybe you know (laughs) oh (laughs) or maybe just take it i don't know I, i i don't know i'm not a huge fan of the discounts okay it's like if you're getting value then use it I mean, see, here, here's the thing. I think what you always have to remember is what are you doing in your context? Like, somebody is not going to sign up a second kid because they got $5 off, right? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't true. make any sense. Yeah. You know, it's like, send your kid to private school, the second kid comes for you. Either you want to put them in private school or you don't, right? I mean, this is this is not um, sort of thing you make in the in the checkout line. Oh, maybe I get like... To get the third one half off, let's get it. That's doesn't <laughs> it's true. Doesn't even doesn't make sense. So, um, and I also feel like when you're discounting stuff, it's it's sort of demonstrating, I think, a lack of value that you're trying to entice people into using it. And it's like, if you give something a fair price, you shouldn't have to do that. That's my that's that's how I feel about it now. I, I'm not a big fan of. Normally, it's hundred fifty dollars. We're only selling it for thirty nine dollars. You know. Like, no, it makes that. sense for like for for this this type of product, which is it it just has so much value. You know, you give you you're giving a lifetime of value. I mean, you you like they could literally become you know hugely successful in their life because of the product. Well, so. I mean, I don't want to overstate it, but uh, but here's the thing: is it, it is really valuable for for some families. They really need something. And the reason I know this is because I've done over a hundred one-hour demos with people. Yeah. So, you know, these demos are onboarding where I get to know them and find out their situation and what they've tried and what their what the problem is they're trying to solve. And for a lot of families, you know, they they need a solution. Um, but there are other families who it's more of a nice to have, you mm-hmm. know. And you know, sometimes parents will be like, well. Uh, you know, like one kid is, is, is desperately needed for one kid. The kid is compl- completely unchallenged at school. You know, they really they need to find something to keep this student productive and in doing and making good use of their time. And then you have another brother or sister who maybe isn't quite as high aptitude, but they're thinking, you know, maybe this will be good for them. You know, mm-hmm. 
and it's it's just a different it's a little different um, value proposition for each one. And one one it's a it's a it's a medication. The other one it's a vitamin. Yeah, you know, and people for its medication like it's a big deal, um, <laughs> and especially for the kids who really lock in on it, like the parents and the kid really one way or another. There's a lot of commitment there, and then you see these kids totally, completely transform. Um, from doing adding negative numbers to doing calculus inside of a year, like legitimately mastering all that knowledge, like that is shocking, right? But you have other kids who are not as committed, and they're kind of doing a little bit here and a little bit there, and you know, you. The question is, how much can you charge in that instance? You know, and you can't charge too much because it's like a, it's sort of a, you know, the parent might be thinking, yeah, you know, it's good. I'm glad my daughter's using it. She doesn't use it as much as I'd like, but you know, she's got a lot of activities and stuff, so I don't want to push too hard. But you know, it's still. She's still further ahead and doing better math than she would otherwise. So we want to keep it right. So it's like two different. It's kind of two different value propositions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes each, sense for each one. Um, if you raise the price too much, people on, on the second case would be like, ah, it's you know, it's maybe more than maybe we want to want to pay. Um, but it's kind of like the gym gym membership in the sense that there's the people who most a lot of people who who join a gym or should the majority of people who join a gym don't come that often. Mm-hmm. If everybody came all the time there wouldn't be enough space, right? And it, the thing is that there's some people who come every day and they get great value out of their gym membership. But there's some people who come once every three months or once every two months. Like they're, it's probably not the best value for them, but they don't really want, they still don't want to give it up because they're like, well, you know, I'd still, I'd still like to go and I, I want to try and go more, you know? Yeah, it's it's like a mental, it's almost like if, I mean, that's kept me in gym memberships because I'm mentally thinking, well, if I give up this gym membership, I'm really saying that I'm a lazy ass. <laughs> yeah, really give it up. And in this case, it's like, I'm going to give up on my kid, you know, yeah. like, you know what, they're going to, they're stuck with a mediocre third rate education they're getting in their, you know, school right now. And I think a lot of parents, it's like, okay, we need to just get sorted out and get my daughter, you know, let's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to, set a daily goal and this is what's this is what she's going to do and we can you know that's usually what it comes down to this dashboard was a major part a major stepping stone towards get towards getting a completely self-serve um shop front right absolutely i mean because if you as a parent if you have nothing to log in and see what the hell's going on or change payment information or law or shut down the account i mean how it's you know really hard so to what, do that what's the next work i mean how close are you to getting that whole marketing site yeah so that's what i'm doing released? i'm working on marketing site so so um the article in the or the column i guess in the uh, washington post should be coming out about uh, us in you know like in a week or something right so we got to mm. get this done and initially we were looking at webflow but finally i told sandy i was like you know what this fuck fuck it i'm just gonna i just need to do this myself we don't have time to screw around with this stuff um because initially I, I, we sh- i'm well, laughing because that's what i said that's what i said was gonna was happen, happen. Like, yeah yeah you're right <laughs> i said look fuck forget this guys this is gonna be jason building the marketing site that's what's gonna happen yeah well you know because initially she sat down with it and she's like wow this thing is really complicated and this is somebody who's comfortable using squarespace and you know she's good at like photoshop and stuff so she's not like somebody who isn't a power user of software, but she's like, this thing is pretty complicated. And it's, if, if you're going to be using it a lot and it's worth investing time, it's like, you know, the Docker thing, right? Like I'm literally going to sit down for a day or two and three, and I'm just going to fight through this. I don't know how to use this thing. Right. Yeah. But that wasn't what this 
was going to be a situation like she didn't have the time to do that. It wasn't like you sit down in a couple hours and really get it rolling. And she's getting really frustrated. And then we thought, well, maybe I'll just outsource it. And we'll get like a friend. And then I just started realizing this is going to be just a gigantic. So what's the process? Like, she gives you like Google Docs and then you convert it into web pages. I mean, how, how does it? Yeah, well, that's sort of what we did is sort of she sat down and, and, and you know, kind of fleshed out the, the information that needs to be in the homepage and then on the different different types of pages, like how does the system work and what is the pedagogy and da, 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 you know, how does it? So she did all that kind of stuff. And then she went and looked at some different sites and said, all right, here's how I think the courses page should look. This is the kind of information I think we need to have. And, da, da, da. and so she fleshed out a lot of that. And so I started working on that on uh, Friday. Mm -hmm. um, and I initially was creating, and then Justin spent like a week and a half, two weeks of creating what we call like these um, outcomes for every course. So here are the things you're going to learn in Algebra 1, right? And it's a big sort of, it's like two levels. Like here are the major categories and here are like, you know, out of each one of those five or six sentences, student will learn how to blah, 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 you know. Yeah. And he did that for all of our courses from fifth grade up through like abstract algebra. It was a very time consuming process. We wrote all that stuff up in Google Docs. Mm -hmm. And initially I was like, all right, screw it. I was, you know, I guess we're just going to create like a page for each one of these. And I started putting them all, pasting them into like an HTML page and putting in all that crap. And then I started realizing, I was like, you know, because the syllabus for each one of these pages is are gigantic, right? I mean, the calculus has 279 topics. So you imagine like paste, you know, writing all that out in static, in a static way. And, yeah, and then no, doing you, that for all you've got to be d dynamically pulling this from the, from the. Yeah. Concept. So I, I eventually realized, and, and then I, for that, initially I was thinking, well, we'll, we'll put the outcomes on the individual page and then we'll just load the syllabus dynamically if they want to show the tab on show syllabus. But then I decided that, that was stupid. And I said, all right, I'm just going to create a field on the course table for outcomes and for overview and for yeah. prerequisite knowledge. Exactly. And we'll paste all these things in there and mm -hmm. then build dynamic. Cause that's what I was doing last night. So nice. I, I told Sandy, you know, the thing we need to do is get the court, get all the course and courses and stuff and all that stuff done because that is like absolutely essential. People want to know, okay, I'm, what courses do you have? Yeah. And what's in the course? <laughs> like that's, that's super important, right? Then like, how does the system work and the parent, I mean, you know, you can, can flesh that out over time, right? You can do like kind of a high level explanation of this stuff and then kind of improve it, improve it, improve it. And, so I was like, I'm going to get this first, and then we'll do the homepage, and then and and we already have the registration page, sign up stuff, and then we'll just kind of, you know, kind of do a f initial version of all the other, you know, half dozen pages that she has sort of created. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, com makes complete sense. I mean, this this is one case. I mean, I I know you're probably just building this out using raw CSS or whatever, mm -hmm. and that's fine. But it is potentially one case you might want to look into Tailwind at some point. What is Tailwind? Um, uh, tail, tailwind is, is just a really... I, I think you would get a kick out of it. It is a framework, but it's, a, it's, almost, a, it's almost not a framework. It's, um, it's, it's just a way of, of uh, doing CSS really fast. It's a way of just basically crapping out really high-quality pages. Um, See, it's the, very... the problem is, is they have a huge amount of CSS already on the site. Yeah. Right? It, and at the application levels and the header, I mean, like, what what would happen with all that CSS? I'd have to somehow reconcile all this stuff. Well, I don't think so because you you just pull in a different CSS file. 
Like you, you Tailwind is just worth look. Just I, I seriously do recommend you at least have a look at it at some point. Um, I think you will get a kick out of its design. It is, it is, it is contrarian. It's not. It's not mm-hmm. like um, Bootstrap or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's basically built on utility classes. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, but but they do give you a lot of things for free that you can just sort of copy and paste. If you say, oh, I want a, a pop-up or I want this kind of marketing page, you can just grab it and copy and paste it and you mm-hmm. don't have to, you know, do much to make right. stuff look good. Right. But th- th- I recommend this higher. This is, I, I would almost die on this hill, but but not quite because I know you're like me. I mean, I also don't use Tailwind. I did. I, I, I spent a long time using it, but then I ultimately came back to, you know what? I'm I'm actually just faster building stuff in CSS myself. Yeah, I mean at this point, I don't. I mean, it, so what I would do, I, I I need to get like a complete, fully fleshed out version of this product and fully yeah. refactored and cleaned up before I would consider <coughs> adjusting or transitioning to new technologies. Mm-hmm. Too much stuff is sort of like, in my view, sort of half done. Yeah, you know, and uh, there's too much. Yeah. They technically debt in a, in a way. But I'll tell you this: I, I absolutely guarantee, I'd put money on it that um, we will get comments with people saying, "Yep, Tailwind is very good." It, is. It's I'm really sure it worth is. I'm sure it looking is. into. Well, yeah, you know, it's like there's a lot of these technologies that are really good, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because all the technologies work. Yeah. Right. Yield. You want to build yeah. your website in Go or Java or Rust or TypeScript or no, what? It, you know, you do whatever the hell you want, and, and they'll all work. I was, yeah. I was thinking like raw JavaScript at this point is kind of like to many people on the planet. It's sort of like assembly language was to us mm-hmm. as coders coming up. It's like they just don't even have a, that concept of it, you know. Yeah, it's and I think what happens is you know, but the problem is when you do that, then you become it's kind of a, there's sort of a learned helplessness. So if it doesn't do work within the framework, they're kind of screwed. Right. Like, well, you can't do that. <laughs> like, which is why it's so great that what you're doing with Colby. Yeah, so what are you talking about? You can't do, you do whatever you want. Well, no, you can't do it. It's like, well, that's an art constraint. That's an artificial constraint. You, of course you can do it. You can make it do anything you want. Um, as my buddy Doug, who, uh, he's the one who did uh, uh, MV Code Club. You know, he's a very experienced coder and everything. And he was like, you know, he he was using React for this. He was doing like a mobile version of MV Code Club for the... Um, yeah, and he was using React or something like that. And he gave me a big speech. And, ah, you don't want to do Scratch. You need the frameworks. You just want to do it. You use the frameworks these days. It does so much for you. And he did the whole big speech about it. I was like, oh, okay. And like, it was like months later. He's like, yeah, fuck that. He's like, it's just it's a nightmare. You can't do all the stuff you don't want to do. And you have to do all this fighting. You do it. I'm like, yeah, you know, say. It's like... I don't know. I mean, like, teach their own, right? I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who are React wizards, and they are, they can build anything they want, and they love it, and they get paid a ton of money to do it. And that's, that's great. They should use that. Um, mm-hmm. I personally can build anything I want in raw JavaScript. I don't need a framework, and that's the way I like to work. <laughs> so until there's something I can't do, you know, uh, in raw JavaScript, you know, that I absolutely have to have a framework, I'm probably not going to do it. Because it's just because mm-hmm. uh, in the end, it's like oh, we'll do all this stuff for that you. That's hard to do. I'm like that's not, that's not hard for me. Oh, but do it's hard do, for people. It's not hard for do me. Do you do um single page web app? Is 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 yeah. Math Academy a single page web app? Yeah, you, um, uh, parts of it are. It's sort of like a hybrid. 
Okay. So like um, the on the student dashboard, um, and they're whipping around looking at tasks. It's kind of like how you're on Twitter and you click on a tweet and it kind of expands it out. And then it goes back to the main list of tweets and stuff. It works like that. So, but then if they go onto a cult, they're a separate page. There are separate pages. The only thing I've ever seen that's kind of useful from a, a web that, that you know, I, I think really is good that a web framework gives me JavaScript is essentially that it will hook into the backward and forward buttons of the browser. Yeah, you know? I, I do that manually. But yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. If you, not do, you do that, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it isn't too hard. It isn't it's too hard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> stuff is not that hard, people. Like, why is everybody freaking out about it? But mm. but it, it used to be much harder than it is now because it wasn't. There was no standard way to do these things. Mm -hmm. But now the APIs are just so good at this point. I mean, mm -hmm. we really have like it's like Nirvana at this point. Like, yeah, you, it's pretty. It's pretty clean. The cross browser APIs they're so solid. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? It's like um. Uh, so for Colby's game, you know, he has the web sockets, you know, like, so, so you have, so it's a turn-based game, right? Yeah. And so whenever you're doing something, you're moving a unit here, you're upgrading it, you're attacking, whatever you're doing, every single time you do that, that event gets sent to the server and sent to the other players, even when it's not their turn. So it's instantaneous, right? And it updates their, whatever their, uh, you know, their board and stuff, right? And... Yeah. It, you know, and you kind of, you update the state and you keep that in memory and you, you know, update the the table, I mean, the row in the database, whatever. I mean, it's it's super fast. It's really, really simple. And there's no, and it doesn't break. And, but yet they always have like, oh, all these event stuff. You have to build all these like event management services and stuff. And I'm like, why are people making this stuff so complicated? It's just a damn socket server. With, and you're just holding some state in memory. Why is that hard? I don't get it. Can you explain to me? Um, well, it's probably, it, it probably, it, it's probably for those cases where the bandwidth is bad. Why? You know? I mean, why, I don't, why, uh, why is that? Because stuff could get out of sync and things like that, you know? So if some, if, if there's one player in the thing, because, but this isn't really like a live game, is it? It's, this is like a turn-based game, so that's kind of yeah. I mean, but easier. but you are given updates in real time if stuff is happening, you know. But, but like, let's say for example, what I'm what I'm building, like everyone's editing the document at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, it would it need to be robust to a certain point, mm -hmm. you know, in that in that kind of scenario. Yeah, I but mean, I don't it, I don't necessarily have a great answer for you. Yeah, I just don't. I feel. I think people overcomplicate stuff. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's situations where, you know, I don't know. Maybe you need it, but um, many of you have to pay a lot of money for like Firebase and stuff. It's way more expensive than. Just oh yeah. It's like, oh, why yeah. would you pay for that? I don't. I don't get it. Um, the, but I mean, uh, what happens if people are connecting from England? Mm -hmm. You know, like, is it going to work? Is it going to work great? No, English people don't get to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> Like or it. Ireland or something like that. Well, okay, the Irish could play nothing. because you are you are looking at it right now in the best case, you mm -hmm. know, like mm -hmm. you. It's it really is the best case for you, but I I had someone I had like for me like uh, Nugget the website for me mm -hmm. it's just instantaneous like it's completely mm -hmm. instant. I got I had a guy saying, uh, you know, unsubscribe me, remove me from this god awful site. 
so, so I, I replied, I replied back, and I'm like, well, like, why is it so, such a god awful slide? It's like every page is the slowest page I've ever seen. It's just completely ah. sluggish. Like I've never gone through any system that's so crappy and sl- you know. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? And you, and he's like, and I'm like, where are you? I'm like replying, where are you based? He's like, oh, I'm in Russia. I'm like, okay, I guess the ser- the service just serves really slow to Russia, but for me, it's like I recorded a video of myself using it. I'm like, look, instant, and he's like, meh. Well, for me, it's crap. <laughs> Uh, well, that's the thing, I guess. When you you know you might have for something for people using something like that overseas, then you have to have like what multiple servers in different parts of the world and right all that crap. That's that's yeah. that's gets more complicated for sure. So so there's there's one answer, you know, maybe it's something. Yeah, something like yeah. That. Well, you know, one thing I did, uh, you know, we so for Colby, I mean, I, I think it's important for him to kind of learn the sort of uh, protocol layer things you might have to build in. Like one, I was like. He was like, well, he he mentioned that sometimes he would get like an event twice, sent twice. Uh-huh. And I said, well, I think that's a server problem that you need to bug. I said, but what you should do is keep the last event ID. And when your event comes in, if there's a gap or if it's a repeat, you can handle that in different in different ways. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, but the, so, so now it's like, oh, he can, you, you can write code to handle those things. Right. So if it's a repeat, then you ignore it. If there's a gap, you're like, oh, I need a refresh. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but then it gives, it gives him a better understanding of what the hell is really going on. Right. If this stuff was all handed for you, it's just like all this magical things just sort of happen until it doesn't do something you want to do, but then you're kind of screwed because you, you're kind of, you have learned helplessness. You can't really figure out how to do anything outside the framework no no it's so it's so important that he understands that core level stuff yeah you know? so that's cool um you want to uh want to switch to uh movies tv shows okay first of all did you did you ask me have i watched invincible yeah that some... you have yeah. for a while so right? i now have watched invincible and, and it was fantastic love it cool Love it. That first ep- end of that first episode was kind of a mind blower, right? It's just so cool. Like the the the, the, the do you mean the fir- end of the first season? The, the end of the first episode. Oh, uh, the part where you're like, "Holy!" Yeah, uh, we won't we'll talk about spoiler. We won't talk about it, it but you, we can talk about it off the show. Yeah, like, this, to, ain't, no, to, this ain't your your grandpa's cartoon. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, yeah. there's some gore. Let's just yeah. say that. Um, no, the, no, the end of the season was just like, like plot twist, like, oh, wow, that was good. I didn't see it coming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um it was great. It is. It's a, great. it's a, it's a really good show, but it's, how many, it's only been one season, right? So it, it's also unexpected because it's a cartoon Yeah. and, and you don't, but it's a cartoon that has treatment like just a regular adult movie. Yeah. And I guess I guess this is where um, so they they it's it's obviously comes from a graphic novel in the same way that uh, Walking Dead comes from a graphic mm-hmm. graphic cartoon novel thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously Walking Dead they've actually turned that into a, an actual movie, whereas this one it's just kept it as a as the comic. I kind of wish they'd done that with Walking Dead. I bet it would be great. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, no, it's cool. So that Invincible is good. I haven't watched some of the other recommendations that you made, like Gray Man. You made a few different ones. Um, yeah, was, I guess one of the, one of our listeners is I can't remember who it was. Terminalist, you said. 
Terminus is good. Yeah. yeah. Gray, Gray Man is good. I mean, Gray Man did not get the best IMDb. I was, that, and that was bullshit. I thought they, that was wrong. It's a good Invincible movie. has like one of the best scores of all time. Like yeah, it's like a ninety-eight yeah. from Jesus. on Rotten Tomatoes from the from the people. I don't and know like if it's a ninety-eight. But it's, it's good. It's very very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of these IMDb scores and stuff can be kind of off. I, I sometimes I'll see them and I'll be like, "How is that?" You know, I'll see stuff that people think is great and it's I'm just not seeing it. But, um, Herb, what you got for well, me? So okay, well, you know, this is not a new movie, but I had just managed not to see it. And I just, I, I, it was kind of, you know, you're flipping through like Amazon Prime. You're like, I need something to watch. Cause I, 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 yeah. I needed something to watch. Cause I was sitting here, you know, doing all the stupid HTML and crap. And I was just kind of, I need something to, as a more of a background movie. And uh, the one I came up with was American Sniper with Bradley Cooper. Mm. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, that is good movie. Yeah. I turned to Justin. I'm like, that was good, right? He's like, yeah, that was good. Um, because it was one of those things you turn on and you're just like, ah, I guess, you know, whatever. And it's about this guy who was the deadliest sniper in American history. And it was in the Iraq War. And um it was uh it's it's pretty impactful. It's 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 really good. Uh, is there is it gory? Uh, not not really. I did a little bit. I mean, it's war, but it's not excessively so. I mean, it, it's not the boys, if that's what you mean, or invincible, not like that. Um, but it's it's um, you know, it's good and um, it's really good. It reminded me. Of, it reminded me. Well, I was talking to Justin about it, you know, earlier, and and uh, you know, the thing is, he reminded me the Bradley character's ca- uh, character, Chris Kyle, I think is the character's name, a real person who's portraying, um, reminded me a lot of my brother, um, hmm. Jeff, who's a, um, who I've talked about, who's a, he, he pilots a Blackhawk helicopters in the hmm. army. And, uh, you know, Jeff's like a real kind of, real tough guy, kind of a really brave soul. You know, he's one of these guys, I've told you, he went in and saved some kid's life that no one else could mm-hmm. do and flying through a sandstorm, all this stuff. And he, um, you know, all his awards and stuff. So he's, he's, um, I, I watched that. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much like Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, what is everybody bitching about? Do your damn job. You know, um, it was funny. One thing was kind of really disappointing. So I've talked to my uncle and he's like, yeah, you know, we got, we went to Col- uh, Col- I'm going to call me Jeff's um, uh, promotion ceremony to W5. And he's like, ah, oh, it's too bad you weren't there. And I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know about it. And I talked to Jeff and he swears the guy, he thought that he had sent me an invitation, but we seen mm. it and I never got one. Mm. And that was, he promoted to W5. So Helicopter pilots are, and I, I, I think like certain special forces people and stuff are, are, are warrant officers. So they're not enlisted, but they're not, they don't have a command. And um, so they're called warrant officers. And um, they start at W1 and the highest is a W5, but W5s are extremely rare. Like uh, as Jeff was telling me, he, there's only about a few hundred in the military, in the entire army. And there's like 450,000 people in the army. Jeez. So he said, when people see a W-5, they say it's like a unicorn. Oh my God, man, get the W-5. I saw one. <laughs> so he's a W-5 now. And I asked him, I said, what's it like? He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, he's perpetually on like a victory tour. 
Like he goes to get everybody's, oh man, W5, you know, whoa. They're all like, everybody's <laughs> never met one before. Oh, this is awesome, you know? So he like is, is like a celebrity. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, he, he um, <laughs> and they're treated, they're treated with a lot of respect by both the officers and the enlisted guys because, because they're kind of this in between. They're kind of like blue collar guys in a way, right? So the enlisted guys know they're really tough, right? But they're also officers who have ex exceptional high level of expertise. So they're highly appreciated by the officers, right? Yeah. And, um, and it was funny he was telling me the story because I was asking him, so what's it like being the fight? He's like, ah, oh, yeah. He's like, I, he's like, yeah, I just checked in at the new base because you know, he had to, when he re-upped to, to get uh, his, his final, two, you know, whatever, three or four years, he had to go get reassigned to a new base. And uh, he's like, went in there and the sergeant who's in charge of, you know, whatever, the office and getting people signed in. He's like, oh, yeah, so, uh, okay, sir. So like the uh, security briefing is at uh, 8 a.m. And Jeff's like, Big Chief doesn't do security briefings. He's like, no, oh, okay, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Big Chief doesn't do security briefings. <laughs> oh, funny. I was like, is that what they call W5s? He's like, no, that's just what I call myself. <laughs> Big Chief. Big Chief does. I mean, this. that really is straight out of a movie. He is. He is hilarious. Sandy thinks, you know, Jeff is just really, yeah, she really is a big fan of him because he's so funny. Um, but uh, <laughs> but he's just like a blue collar guy. You're just buddy, man. You know, he's like this kind of, I don't know. I can't really imitate him. But um, <laughs> it uh, anyway, so yeah, I was talking to my Uncle John and he was telling me about the promotion. He's like, yeah, it was really amazing. He was like, there was like a, <laughs> I think it was like half a dozen or a dozen like colonels there and there's a like two-star general and, you know, Jeez. from the Marine Corps and all these like really high, he's like, it was this huge number of people because they did the big the promotion they did it at like in the hangar at the base you know how like someone's showing the movies like you know top going and they're sitting at the edge mm -hmm. of a hangar with the, the yeah. planes looking out like that's where they do it that's cool right, so it's this really cool kind of and then they went to like this you know kind of restaurant thing where they had the huge the reception i was like you know 100 people or whatever and that's great so he was really disappointed and i was like jeff i never got until we finally looked he realized he, he realized he literally forgot to send me an invitation <laughs> like so he everybody was colonels everyone was there except you and, what's that yeah officers and are flying out from all the country and his brother isn't there <laughs> but didn't your family go where's jason what's the deal yeah they just thought i was being an asshole <laughs> 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 they're just so used to it they're like yeah jason he's yeah whatever <laughs> it's like because I, I said i to say and i go did you so i was checking my email and he's like yeah i sent you an evite and i was searching i did i did i did not get an evite there are no evites going in my gmail going back and the last one i got was from 2017 or something i mean no evites and sandy's Jeez. like i don't got get one and she's like usually Paige will follow up with me and be like hey are you guys coming and you know for whatever reason <laughs> we didn't get it so he's feeling he was really bummed about. It. I was bummed too. I didn't get to get to go, but but uh, anyway, oh, well. he's he's a he's how a, many brothers and sisters you got? Uh, well, he's my only full brother, and I got okay two half brothers and two half sisters that I just I basically don't see. But um, okay, yeah, because we also have Jay, right? Who's the yeah the he's, yeah who we had on the show years ago? But yeah, he's yeah. he's a half brother. But Jeff's my only full brother. But mm -hmm. um, oh, it was he was telling the other story how him a buddy his from flight school. 
were walking around space and they're both W5s. And people were freaking out because there are two W5s on the base at one time. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> two W5s. Yeah. So Does um, he have um oh yeah, go on. No, not it. Yeah. Does he have any of the the sort of like the like the 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 horse type stuff that you do like is he similar in that way or is that just you? Yeah, no, he's he's um he's he's like me in that he's pretty impatient guy. Um, he's always doing something. Like he's always uh he's always in motion, and uh, you know it's funny. So is his wife Paige. So she's hilarious. So they're funny because they're just like they like. When we were when Sandy and I were going to visit Atlanta, like they always had somewhere to go. They was like, "Oh, we got to run the store. We got to do this. We got to do that." And we're like, "Jesus, like you guys, just relax a little bit, you know." And um, it was funny. Jeff was telling me about how so Paige is like a, a she's like a an accountant. So typically she has jobs. She's like a, as a controller or something, like sort of a senior accountant and stuff. And uh, right. and those jobs can be a lot of work, you know, in the corporate environment, and, and especially like during tax season, right? And yeah. being a, a high, like a W4 or whatever, W5 now, but he, whenever he's done with his job, he's like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm going home. I'm going to go work out, go ride, go whatever. You know, and he can just do what he wants, right? There's nobody really looking over as long as you're running, you know, he's, 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 he's in charge of the maintenance of all of the uh, Blackhawks at a base. That'd be kind mm-hmm. of his. What Jeez, yeah. And so, um, <laughs> Paige would always get mad at him because she's like, "You never do any work. You know, you never do any work." He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, "I'm a good job picker. You're just a bad job picker." <laughs> it's like you gotta pick a better job. Yeah, <laughs> she, pick a better career. Yeah, she really is resentful. She's like, "Well, in the corporate world, blah blah." He's like, "Well, I'm not in the corporate world." <laughs> yeah, that's funny. He's like, "You're a bad job picker." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So nice. uh, anyway, so American <clears throat> Sniper, highly mm. recommended. Um, Got it. The uh, the other ones that we just saw, I saw, I saw a couple yesterday that were actually pretty good. You know, you, you know when you're kind of getting the range where it's like, I don't know if this is going to be. It's like a seven one on IMDb, right? Mm-hmm. And you're thinking that's getting kind of dicey. You get in the sixes, it can get kind of dicey. Fives, <laughs> you know, you're going lowbrow, right? And um. But it was uh, uh, um, the Wrath of Man, which okay, I is haven't even heard of it. Guy Ritchie, you know. Okay, tell me. Uh, you know, Guy Ritchie does like. He, he, I know who Guy Ritchie is, but like, tell is it any good? Like, what's the? Yeah. Um. Who's the guy? Jason Statham. Is that his name? Oh yeah. Yeah. So he's in there. He's and, the same in every movie. I mean, yeah, just... he's pretty much. <laughs> but it was like it was like if you like those kind of movies, it was like one of those things where he's like a. Um, it's all about a heist with um like my like a like sort of the money trucks those armored mm-hmm. trucks and stuff and he's like this real badass guy it's good i, I was like yeah, I was like yeah, i was actually you know you you turn a 7 1 you don't expect much but i i really enjoyed it so that was another good one not the not like, not american man. sniper good but it was good and then um the other one that we saw last time this was a 6 1 so i knew it was a reach i was like <laughs> I was flipping around. I was like, should we just write on, to, to turn on some just random true crime crap? You know, because it's like it's like eleven o'clock at night. I'm I'm just cutting and pasting crap into you know these forms to get them in the database. So I need something to keep me you know sane. And Justin is sitting there working on the model or whatever. And he Chris is go crap what I watch because he's just totally zoned in what he's doing. So I was like, all right, we're gonna try. It's called Crisis. Have you seen that? 
No. Gary Oldman. Chris, you know, okay. he's a good actor, right? Yeah. And, um, and you know who's one of the stars in it, but there just became out a big, uh, is Army Hammer. Do you know him? He was the guy, he was, oh, yeah, the the kind he of... played the Winklevi in, uh, yeah, Social Network. So, um, he's in it. He does a really good job. I would say he does a really good job. And also, I can't remember the name, but she's the one who plays the wasp in the, the, you know, the Ant Man movies. I forget her name. So, what's it called? Evangeline again? Lilly's her name, right? Right. What's the, the name of this? It's called Crisis. It's about the opioid crisis. It's like oh, multiple okay. stories that kind of intertwine a little bit. And yeah. it was six football. I was like, you know what? That is a really good six one. That's more on the sevens. I thought I was good. Um, yeah, it's people do uh, the way that they they judge these things is a bit weird sometimes. Yeah, I was I was surprised because I was like, you know, it's six one. I haven't heard of this. This is probably gonna suck. But whatever. But then I was like, I was I was finding myself. It's almost good. It was good. You know, you get things that are almost good enough to the point where you're like not working efficiently because you're kind of watching the movie. <laughs> and so that was, they kind of fell, fell into that category. Oh, and the thing I was going to mention is, so Army Hammer, there's this documentary that came out on Netflix called The House of Hammer. And mm-hmm. so um, his grandfather owned um, Occidental Petroleum. So it's like this super billionaire guy. Okay. And you may remember this, like they had, um, there was a... Um, uh, uh, it was like the biggest. There's a like hundred uh, one of those one of those um, ba- uh, deep ocean drilling rigs off of uh, you know the North Sea off of England hmm. blew up. This is like 20, 20, 25 years ago. It was like one hundred sixty seven people died. Do you, do you remember this? No, no. Now you probably probably would if you watched some footage of it. You might remember, yeah, because you know you were living there in that time and it was kind of a big yeah. deal. Um, it was a big controversy. Um. But uh, he kind of bought his way out of it. He like donated like a quarter of a billion dollars to Prince Charles and his things. It kind of brought his sort of reputation back, really. Anyway, so, you know, apparently Army Hammer, according to this documentary and stuff, that he's kind of um, kind of a messed up guy. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he's, he's well, that's what I was going to say. He's, he's well, the, the in the rags and the media and like, you know, the Google News type stuff, it's like, Something to do with cannibalism he was interested yeah, in. Yeah, he, he well, he has anybody calls himself a cannibal. And he would kind of manipulate these girls and kind of take, try and take control of their lives and trying to get them to do all these things where he would tie them up with ropes and all this kind of stuff. And so, yeah. um, you know, and it's, it's probably true. But, you know, these things, it's always, when you get these one sided things, you always have to kind of reserve judgment a little bit. Yeah. It's so easy to bring some, I doubt any of these girls are lying. Right. Um, He's, but yeah. you never know. No, oh, it's it sucks. Yeah. I mean, so I was kind of weird because I saw the house. Sandy and I watched the House of Hammer. I think it was last weekend. You know, we we're like we both knew we we're like okay, let's let's watch this. <laughs> this is gonna be. This is this is gonna be some you know, what you call it, guilty pleasure TV. And mm. it was just like that, right? It was you know, and uh, so then this movie watched. I'm like, holy crap! It's got Army Hammer, but he actually did a really good job. And so the one hand, I'm kind of like. I'm like no, he's a very good actor in anything he's in. Yeah, yeah it's like that's too bad. I mean, you know, uh, he's, he's. I mean, obviously, if he's if he's this evil, then he, you know, he can't be out there making millions of dollars and being a movie star. But um, it's too bad because he's good at. Yeah, he's a good actor. But uh, I think that's it from the from the um, recommendations. You got anything? You seen anything good lately? 
Um, well, I've been I've continued to watch Resident Alien um, on Sci-Fi, but I mean, it's 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 not. It's just you know, it's it's kind of throwaway. It's it's silly, really. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the character who was in Firefly, the redhead guy? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, the, no, the Alan Tudyk. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 amusing, mm-hmm. um, and obviously, Invincible was another one that I watched. I I don't know why I just really want. I the reason why I found it was because I not because you had said it, because I just was really in the mood to watch a cartoon because mm-hmm. <laughs> of Rick and Morty, and I was like, mm. "There's no more Rick and Morty. I want something good." Well, talk so about like, a different what? kind of show. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I, I mean, I love Rick and Morty. That's like one of my favorites. But um, yeah, well, you know, that, uh, you know the. Um, it's cartoon animation. So Colby's making me watch uh, Castlevania with him. Oh, Maybe Castlevania. Castlevania. That has really high high rate. It's kind of a, a Dracula. It's a Dracula kind of thing. Okay. Um, it's, uh, I'd say it's pretty good. I mean, it, it has really high ratings. Like that's sort of like, I think it's considered a pretty much a... Um, Adult a animated dark fantasy. Yeah, it's kind of a showpiece for Netflix. Um Hmm. Uh, you know, maybe I'll check it out. Kobe's big in anime and all that kind of stuff, so he's he made me watch a bunch of stuff with him that was pretty. <laughs> I was like, uh, I mean, well, some of it was better than other stuff. We like the whole Attack on Titan. We got, I think, I don't know, we got to finish maybe finish some of that before he goes off. We got like a few seasons into that, and I don't know, was another one, Evangeline something. I don't know. There's some crazy stuff, but um. But he's like, Dad, you gotta watch this. You know, and I'm sitting there trying to play like Blocku Daku while watching. He's like, Dad, put on your phone. <laughs> he's like, trying to grab the did phone. Did you ever watch, hand. did you ever watch um, The Good Wife and The Good Fight? No. I. It's funny. I think you might like it um, because it's very, um, it, it, do you know what they're about? Mm-mm, no. Okay. Well, so The, the Good Wife is. Um, and there's there's actually a lot of a lot of it to watch, so it might be interesting if you like it. So it's 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 legal. It's 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 about the laws. It's about a, about a group of lawyers, but they all it's it's kind of quirky. But also they always explore just aspects of the law that you didn't even think about. You know, mm-hmm. so so like um like their their firm will be doing things like uh, like army law you know like you mm. like they'll have Military an episode law. where they'll explore army law which is basically it's whole it, it's it's its own thing you know or they'll explore um you know law up to the highest level of of government and different things and it's it's just really quirky and interesting and it it kind of gets better and better as the more you watch of it mm-hmm. so it might be something that could be something interesting for you well the recommendations i have for you are the same that i've had for years which are uh bosch I started watching Bosch, but it's just it's so it's so intense. <laughs> Too intense for you, really? <laughs> no, it's it's just it's just like, you know, like episode episode two, the beginning, it just starts off with him like talking to, you know, a therapist, right? And he's just like he's just really getting into it. And you just know that there's just this really deep, horrible past. So it's like you've got to just get into it mm-hmm. that you're in the mood to watch that. You know, so it's okay. Goliath. I'm still still, still recommending Goliath with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, 
Goliath is great. Oh, you saw it, so you did watch that. I know I haven't seen it, but I, I've I've seen good things about it. Okay, and I, I you should give that a shot. And then the the third one is the Center, which I still I like, which is uh, the, Bill Pullman. The Center. The Center. Yeah. So he's nice. he's like a, he's a detective, and he kind of um, he's got some some issues himself but he's one of these guys that like you know everyone else thinks the pro the, the case is solved and he's like you know I, I think there's more to it and then people are like give it up man come on we gotta we got our stuff to do this is it's solved man walk away and he's like no eh, i don't think so and then of course he digs and digs and finds out that there's a lot more going on a lot more to the situation and he does mm -hmm. he does a really good job i think but um okay I, I recommend I, I recommend those three. I mean, it's weird. It's not like I my genre is necessarily like lawyers or detectives. It just happens that those are those are good. Those are really good shows. Hmm. Yeah, you should. I, I definitely recommend checking out uh, starting with the Good Wife. The Good just, Wife. Just, you think I'm gonna like the Good that. Wife? Really? I think you probably will. Yeah, I think you probably will because it's because it's very um. It, it it's it's just good like it it just highlights a lot of irony and a lot of ridiculous and irony about the law okay um and it does it in a good way i will give it so. a shot i will give, give it, it a shot. shot i'll give it a shot i mean it's that's an all old I can, show like all i can promise yeah just just <laughs> just try the first couple of episodes okay. see what you think yeah the good wife all right and then and then if you do like that if you get a kick out of it um there's loads of seasons of it and then there's a spin-off which is the good fight which is also, you know, funny and good. I get it. Do you um, you still recommending Friday Night Lights? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, I do, I do get a kick out of the shows for teenagers, mm -hmm. but I don't know why that is. That's very strange. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> like this middle-aged British guy who likes, uh, you know, the American teenage <laughs> movie and TV shows about football. That's just hilarious. <laughs> I would not have expected that. Um, but were you the one you like Gilmore Girls? Was that? Yeah, that was yeah. me. Justin, Justin Skysick, <laughs> he likes those as well. He's a big Gilmore Girls fan. It's just, I don't, it's that this would be definitely defined under guilty pleasure. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's like, it really is ridiculous to like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's also. Hey, man, I used to like easy 90210. So. It's easy watching. It's just yeah. easy watching and you begin to like the characters. But for example, The Good Wife is, you know, has a lot more depth and interest than The Gilmore Girls. <laughs> like they're not even on the same level. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. How dare you <laughs> speak in derogatory tones about the uh, the Gilmore Girls. I mean, all right, well, I I am going to do the testing and get the te get and get it more solid so that when you first use it, it doesn't just delete everything. Yeah, fix your broken ass code. <laughs> <laughs> because it's going to be supremely embarrassing if I say, "Okay, Jason, it's ready." I'm like, for thanks, you. Jesse. You just deleted deleted a day worth of tasks. Really, you just appreciate the, the effort. Yeah. <laughs> you got any other? I'm going back to my text. You got editor. any other projects you, know, you want to <laughs> use? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool, man. Well, hey, it's uh, good catching up. Um, we got to get out of here. I got to take those kids to get ice cream. It's ice cream time in the Roberts household. Five o'clock right. Sunday. All righty. Sound good to you? Yep. Sounds good. All right. That's a wrap. We're out.